0: Welcome back to leadership legacy and love and man I took a two month sabbatical so much has gone on my wife had a health challenge and I've had to do some travel for work and 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 for some family matters and so it's been a, a little bit of an unplanned break but I'm coming back really strong this month got a few episodes already lined up one already in the can and we're going to end the new year strong and we're gonna look forward to having some exciting things kicking off in the new year. In the interim, I hope you have taken the chance to subscribe to my wife's podcast, Progress Over Perfection. You can find that on Apple, on uh, Google, on Spotify, and uh, we're really excited for what she's been able to do there and sharing her life story and her sobriety journey. So please check out my wife, Seela Fugit, over at her podcast, Progress Over Perfection. This week, I'm excited to interview my brother-in-law adam jones uh keeping it in the family adam jones multiple time all-star uh with the baltimore orioles played a season in with the arizona diamondbacks and for the last two years has been in japan with the oryx buffaloes of the japan of the nippon league uh baseball league in japan and so uh very excited to to have this time to speak with him record this interview about two weeks ago um almost three weeks ago now before Uh, He began the Japan series, which unfortunately his team lost four games to two. But in five in game five in the top of the ninth inning, my brother came up and hit what turned out to be the game winning home run to keep the series going to game six. So very exciting moment for him and for my nephews who are. Uh, five and seven years old to be able to be there to see it, to have that memory. Of course, my sister Audie was there. So, in this episode, we try to get a little bit outside the box, you know, in terms of what type of interviews and conversations he may normally have on podcasts or on radio or on TV, right? So, leadership, legacy, and love. Um, I hope you enjoy this conversation, and I'll come back on the end to wrap it up. So, thanks for listening. I'm Russell Fugit. Here's my interview with my brother, Adam Jones.
1: Hashitashi. Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yep.
0: Perfect. What's up, Adam? How you doing, man? Hey, man. Always good. Always good. Well, congratulations on uh, on your season getting to the Japan series, and um, you know i know you know everybody who's who's been following you in this you know portion of your career is proud of you i know we're proud of you and uh, i appreciate it yeah man so so how you feeling in your body now and i asked that question as as an old you know i'm older than you and i've had you know three knee surgeries and i watched these sports and you know i remember you know when the kids people were playing who i heard about in high school and played even played against a few people in the nba and then as you get older, you realize all oh, these cats are way younger than you. and My body's starting to hurt, but, you know, and I've had three knee surgeries, but I ain't <laughs> play one, you know, I ain't play any college ball. So <laughs> how's, how's the body feeling at, at, at this point, man?
1: Oh, man, it's, it's a, I tell you, it's a daily, uh, it's a daily battle to, yeah. yeah, it's a daily battle to, you know, make sure that something, I mean, something's going to hurt. That's just, that's the given, but it's a daily battle to, uh, manage the pain, manage the, uh, just manage what I can manage, really control my own. I, yeah. I, I, I know my, I know my body now. So it's like, right. Hey, you can't, you can't do that no more. And it kind of sucks because my, my kids are like, Oh man, like y'all used to do this. You can, you can't catch me now. And I'm like, in, in my mind, I'm like, man, or I tell them i easily catch you. But <laughs> in the, in the front lobe of my mind, I'm like, you know, damn well you can't catch them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: they're getting bigger and we're getting older. And my my girls, you know, your nieces do the same thing to me. I'm like, I cannot lift y'all like this. You know, I threw my back out real bad, like, go messing around, you know, with them. So I've had to. Let them know, man. I can't. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's
1: not it's not as easy as it used to be, man. I'll tell you that much.
0: No, man. They it's they they ain't nice getting any to... smaller, and we ain't getting any younger. So
1: exactly. So yeah. it's but it's it's fun though, you know. Learning yeah. my body, being able to manage all, you know, yeah. man. Especially like, think managing expectations. You know, me and Audie talk all the time. Like, damn, I used to be fast. I used to be able to do this, run into right. them walls, and it all took its toll. You know, that's,
0: yeah.
1: sports are sports. Uh, you know, certain in football, you have a certain amount of of hits, baseball, I think you have a certain amount of slides or running into walls, you know, at some point in time. It's going It's going to catch up to you. And, um, uh, yeah, it's catching up to you, boy.
0: Adam, with this season's been a little bit unusual. I know you had the Olympic break and the season's been stretched out a little bit. Tell us about the grind this year. Um,
1: Olympic break, month long for the Olympic break. Then you have um, – we, our last game regular season was October 23rd, and we don't start until November 10th. It's just been so much downtime in these in the last month. But uh, we're advancing. Could be worse. Could be at home. That would be better. Um, but on a oh, beach man, somewhere or something.
0: Oh, <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But, uh, you know, hey, it, it's what sports bring you. This is the schedule that we have in front of us. And uh, it's still a blessing to still be playing. So deep down, I don't have any. Complaints on the on the surface, so I got a lot of. Them.
0: Yeah, Deep down,
1: yeah. I'm, I'm like, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's life. and everybody. You know the glamour of being a pro athlete and everything that goes with it. And you know, I know Audie and I have talked about this. You know, my sister, your wife, about you know the the, the side of it. No one people don't see the day to day grind. Yeah. I remember, I think Deion Sanders, and another player uh, from Baltimore who played both pro football and and played for the Braves, Brian. I'm blanking on at least from Jordan. Baltimore.
1: Brian Jordan.
0: Brian Jordan, right? And, mm-hmm. and they both, I thought, if I'm not mistaken, you can correct me, said that baseball was by far more grueling than playing foot playing a football season. Playing a whole baseball season was more grueling than playing a whole football season.
1: I mean, obviously, I can't I can't speak on the, the playing the football, but I know baseball is literally every single day. I know, right. and I know you practice NFL, NBA, you practice every day. I yeah, I get all that, but you got to play a game every day in baseball and. A practice you can BS your way through any practice. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't matter. You can, you know, you can do what you need to do to get through practice. A game, you can't really BS your way through a game because it's a difference. the different it's the emotion of the, the roller coaster, the you know, the the wanting to do good and be there for your guys during an actual game, it's just unmatched. And you know, playing 162 games like Major League in 183 days here, play 143 games and roughly the same amount of time you get more days off here yeah. it's still a grind it's still a grind and you know again it's it's what I signed up for I knew it and I'm just yeah. again blessed that I'm still able to continue to play when I know a lot of players younger than me uh still don't have this opportunity so
0: yeah. you know
1: you take the bumps and bruises as they come but you still have to uh appreciate what God has given you to the ability and the longevity
0: Amen to that. So speaking of bumps and bruises, man, I know, I know I've, I've, I've had three knee surgeries. The last one was like 15 years ago. I finally had to, I hadn't seen an orthopedic in 10 years. My, my arthritis been flaring up in my knee. I had to go see a doctor. And I I, I didn't get out of high school sports organized at least. Right. So I'm, I'm on the other side of 40. You're just on the other side of 35, right. What, how's the body doing right now? How are you feeling?
1: Man, it's, it's a day-to-day battle. Um, You know, one day I'll feel, semi-okay the next day I feel like I ran into a wall but it's just about managing my my own expectations now I can't do what I used to do and what I think once athletes realize that it helps them mentally uh, cope with just what you can't do and it's not your inability it's just how sports transform your body I'm not 25 no more I'm not going to be scaling walls and diving and making diving plays and doing all that kind of stuff anymore I'm not legging out any more triples Um, I know my limitations. I learned it. And trust me, I've had many, many internal discussions with myself that, you know, end up beating up myself because I'm like, you can do this. And it's like, you know, you can't anymore. And it's okay. It's sports. It's what, um, a lot of us, if you play a sport, it's what you're going to have to go through at some point in time. Not all, not all of us can be Tom Brady, LeBron James, you know, not all this, that longevity is Drew Brees, Peyton Manning. There's so many guys. And, um, not everybody's gonna have that,
0: man. It I'm is, over here. You, you never I'm know. I'm over here laughing about you legging out triples. I definitely remember being in, in 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 my dad's basement, yelling at you, like trying to leg out a triple. <laughs> like, I can I can probably remember a handful of times I actually saw you make it happen.
1: <laughs> hey, man, it's it's t- triples are hard to get, especially in balls. They are. They're really hard to get. But man. when you got that opportunity to get one, you gotta you gotta try and go for it. And, Man, that's sec from second to third. People don't realize that it's 90 feet, but it is uh, it's a country mile. And when you re- when you're actually running it. I
0: remember one time I mean I got a couple in Little League and of course this is like on the small diamond, so I was like 10, 11. <laughs> I remember one time I got I tried to take one and the and the coach told me not to and I took I took too far a turn. <laughs> and was out like <laughs> by a good amount. I slid just to make it dramatic, but it wasn't close. It oh, wasn't yeah.
1: Close.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was, I was I was a kid in the that hus- shopped in the Husky section, so uh, I, I should have st- took up my stand-up double, but I was trying to, you know, go for the glory, and um, all I did was end up making extra laundry, uh, making my pants dirty, <laughs> for no good reason. <laughs> so, I remember those Little League, shout-out Forest Park Little League, Audi played there, our brother Reggie played there, so that was you know, my father played there, Gene played there too. So we had a good tradition up there at Forest Park in, in West Baltimore. So, was it like, you know, being a being, and I, and I wanted to ask you this like being a dad, like in, in, in being a, in a baseball player? Because people always say to me, like, you know, football players, and I think we've talked a little bit about this football players, you know, and basketball players, NBA, NFL get drafted 2021 20, and are like millionaires you know, in one day. I know the baseball grind for you coming drafted out of high school and in my leagues playing in Latin America, like before you got to the major leagues and even got any kind of any kind of significant payday, it was a journey. And I've always just sensed and kind of understood from you the value set around family is really different in baseball. So, you know, what's it like, you know, you know, being being a dad and and and, and being, you know, in baseball?
1: I think you hit it right on the head. I mean, when you go, especially when you go football and basketball. Um, you go to these big programs, especially like say you got a kid from the SEC, you pick the school, it really doesn't matter. they all our uh, quality when it comes to putting, putting kids to the next level. And you know the, the incredible facilities at LSU, Arkansas, Alabama, Georgia, and the list goes on, Florida's, yep. and Vanderbilt's, all, Texas, Oklahoma's, all these facilities that these guys have, they get to use from 18 to 22. Um, and then they go to the NFL. They, you know, they are going being spoiled and coddled in in, in college. Now they're being spoiled and coddled by getting paid, which you know it, it fits into, I guess, whatever narrative, they, they they have going on. But at the same time, it doesn't it doesn't teach them uh, a lot of the failures of like you know. I know college they don't get paid, quote unquote. Right now they do. Well, I know now, now yeah. but then, back then, quote unquote. <laughs> don't right. get paid right um, but but they still get all all the just i guess the love respect the the treatment like they're superstars because if you're winning a title for alabama you're going to the title games for georgia you're winning the titles for for these top schools you're going to be treated a little bit different you're not just gonna be treated as just a normal college kid that just is what it is and then they go to the nfl and they, they might feel that, you know, they still need that treatment that they were getting from 18 to 21. NFL, that's a job now, son. And you're getting paid, but it's a job. And, you know, you have to understand that if you don't produce, you're going to be gone. And in college, if you're generally the better guy, you're probably just going to do good just because you're better. In the NFL, being the best college doesn't mean you're going to be the best in the NFL because all them dudes in the NFL are the best, too. And I think the same goes with college basketball um unless you go to the g league my experiences were you know i'm going from san diego california to appleton wisconsin i don't know what the hell appleton wisconsin is on the map i learned where it was on the map you know and you i'm 18 on my own no coddling you no know, I, I had my teammates some older guys some college guys who were able to uh, help me out mentally like you know you're away from your family it's okay to be away from your family like you know think about this you can stay up as late as you want like just try to give me uh just a little bit of information being away from my from my family and you don't get paid nothing me I was lucky I was a first round pick so I was able to get a substantial amount uh, coming out the draft but every year there's you know back then it was 50 rounds two or three guys got really good money the the rest of the guys got 10,000 and a slap on the ass and good luck and uh, I, got to, I got to understand their side, not my side. You know, me, I'm, I, had a, I was happy, had some money in my pocket, but I, I got to understand my teammates and how, you know, you have four college guys bunking up just to make uh, an $800 rent because they don't really have that much money to save. They got college debts. They might have a girlfriend back where they live. They might, some of them would be married in college and then come into pro ball. So like I I got to understand other people's situations rather than mine of single, uh, got some money in my pocket. I'm 18, first round pick. So everybody's. How how did that help you
0: when you when it became time for you to be a father? How did that help you? It helped me. It
1: humbled me in terms of like I don't really need much, right? Of course, I wanna I wanna travel. I wanna have a nice home. I wanna have a nice car. Uh, I want nice things, yeah. But like the abundance of of it doesn't uh, please me. I think. Seeing my kids happy, seeing them uh, able to have um, have what they want or what they need. I mean, obviously my kids are spoiled. Let's be honest for ourselves, but so are mine. Yeah, exactly. It's spoiled, but being <laughs> able to give them, being able to give them what they need all the time. You know, like when you need, like, there's parents all across the world, and we know them, we know some also that when they need something, they can't get it. Now, when you want something, that's a little bit different. But when you need something, my kids will always have it, and You know, me and August was talking about it last night. He said, why don't you wear any Gucci clothing? And I'm like, well, I just, I really explained it. to him. like, son, uh, just imagine me in this t-shirt I have on now, it would be like $500 in Gucci. And he was like, what? I'm like, yeah. He's like, would it be worth it? He's like, no. And I said, that's why I don't have it. I'd rather spend $500 on you and your brother to have a lot of things that you guys need and want rather than me wearing a, a $500 shirt when... I have a bunch of just regular old t-shirts that fit the same way. And I just try to break it down to them that I don't really, I don't personally need anything. If all wants to have, go buy a new purse and all that she doesn't because she's like, Oh, it's spinning. I'm spinning. I'm like, go do it. Who cares? Like, you know, it's okay. It's not going to break us. It's it's okay. Me. I'm like, I don't care. I'll wear the same stuff. Cause Hey, I don't care. We, and we have a rule in the house here in Japan. Now is we have inside clothes now and ah. every day that, kids look at me you got to know you wear the same stuff and i'm like yeah because like zuckerberg zuckerberg wears the same stuff because he ain't he don't want to spend no time thinking about what to wear
0: i mean talk and, about that. Yeah. I, I mean i'm i went out on the date last night and i still got what are those nice you gave me a pair a couple three pairs of these nice what are they called pants that uh, abc pants like i don't know they're like corduroys like five like four or five years ago and i still wear them joints man <laughs> All right. Make it, make it, make <laughs> like, simple, I remember mean, you said here, matt all, all this section right here, like you whatever if it fits you, you can have it. I don't even wear half of this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so I went, I went, you know, I had lost you know, at the time I had lost like hundred pounds. And so I was like, yeah. <laughs> so I'm still yeah. I'm still wearing that stuff from five years. Cause yeah, I'm not into going shopping and having the latest and the greatest. Like that's not that's not who I am. So and
1: I'm the same like, here. It's like who needs yeah, all that stuff. Right. And- Audie can have it. Audie can go get herself a new wardrobe. She's like, I don't want to, I'm like, I don't, trust me, take the you money that Lane you think Brian I would spend or, on know, it.
0: Lane Bryant, here. At least, you know, I'm like you know, one, like, you know, like once a month, she got Lane Bryant. I'm like, ah, oh, you know, but then she looks so yeah. good. I can't say nothing, you know? So. Can't say nothing. It, you, got, you gotta, you gotta embrace it. Can't say I nothing. Got, I gotta, yeah, like, fine, you know, you, you need it. You know, I don't, I don't need it. I got enough, you know? So, so I wanted to ask you, um, Outside of baseball, who has been, like, your biggest influence or influences in your life?
1: Uh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, my family, obviously, because, I mean, my brother and my cousin, are, I think the two biggest yeah. that come to my my mind, Anson and Adrian, because um, they know me, you know. They know me as the little kid who tried to – who always wanted to hang around with them. Are they both the older than you? That, they both did yeah, two okay. and three years older. Okay.
0: Okay. So, so I'm still understanding I'm, you know, I'm, the, fa- the family tree, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, got it. Okay.
1: So being two to three years younger than them, I always wanted to hang around them. I always wanted to uh, <clears throat> just do whatever they were doing. And, you know, they would be like, no, sometimes they'd be like, come with me. And, you know, as we got older, they were always my, just my protectors. And they're the only, I mean, I would say the only people, but they're one of their few people that can that will are willing to tell me the exact truth I think that's the best way to put it because you know most people are yes men especially in my world I'm an athlete they want to you know people always want to please the athlete or celebrity to always be in their good gracious yeah and graces and stuff like that and them too they don't give a damn they're always going to be in my good gracious mm-hmm. but I always know that they have my best interest at heart and then this time they say this is not the right thing to do this is the right thing to do you know and you know, when I have them two near me, I'm always, you know, I, I feel like I'm, you know, besides having my wife and kids, that's when I'm at peace the most. And obviously, my mom who passed, yeah. uh, she was she was if if not the number one. Like she, if you knew her, unfiltered, <laughs> she you know, she let she let you know. And you know, that's what that's what yeah. people need around them. I think that's what a lot of people need in their circles is mm-hmm. their family. And some good friends. I got some good friends that are like that too. But the family aspect of it—that's not afraid to uh, tell you what it is, even if it, even if you don't want to hear it, even if it angers you—you you ain't gonna be mad that long. You can't be mad that long at some at your brother or your cousin or your mom or something like that. You you, you can go be a couple of days, don't respond to their text, but you don't you don't call back. You know what I mean? Eventually. So of yeah, time. eventually. So <laughs> so having having <laughs> of having time. that.
0: Having those. want oh, to see your the holidays and Yeah, all right, What's up? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I get your slice of pie. Whatever. Yeah. All
0: right. Here you go. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> you know. Yeah. 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 No, man. I remember meeting you, man. That was like the first thing that I, I, I respected. I didn't know if I liked you yet, you know, because I, you know, you trying to date. My, I only got one sister, and I'm the old. You know, I'm like, but you were, you were, you were, you were, you. You didn't put on a pretense for me, and I'm like, okay, maybe he just don't care because he's some. He's an athlete. He think, but I realized that's just who you were. It wasn't that you were trying to. i you, you didn't probably really give a darn about what I thought. Really, like in that in that moment, maybe later on you might have cared a little bit. But I uh,
1: did, I was, man. I did. I did. Hey, okay, man, you came me, by. You, was, you know,
0: you were driving. The, you were all. You weren't. <laughs> see, you weren't like you know that. You had the Kia. You know, you had the Kia lease. Remember? I remember you coming by, and we rolled out, and you know, went out and had some a little fun one time, and. You know, you were still you were still early in arbitration days. You know, what we weren't even mm-hmm. sure, you know, if you were gonna be all-star and, and you know, world exactly. baseball, like all the stuff that's come since then was you know in the beginning. But I, again I respected you because you were just you. You were just a kid from San Diego who got traded from Seattle to Baltimore and like, you know, I like your mm-hmm. sister. All right, like that's cool. I like my sister too, but you know, we have to see what's up, you know. So <laughs> I, I respected you. And then as I got to know your mother, I, I understood where you got it from and you don't you don't pull no questions with no it's funny because i've been in some settings with you where you said stuff and i could tell people didn't feel uncomfortable but they saying nothing (laughs) say (laughs) nothing but you were saying your truth and that was that was it so like take it or leave it you know if you want to you know if you're adam's friend then you know take it if you don't like it then you know you don't have to be around and so uh you know i've had the chance to 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 spend a little time with you in those settings man it's always been refreshing so um, and, you, you know, you know, your mom is missed. I know. I know you're still you're missing her. Always will miss her. So all the time. But, um, she, you know, she's definitely, you know, with us and, and, you know, especially through through you, man. No doubt. No doubt. So you now I call this show Leadership, Legacy and Love, man. So, like, I know in this season you've been, you know, I listen to your, your podcast, Heckle D's, and you and, and my brother, the Reginald uh, Esquire, do such a great job with that. And you talked a little bit about it. I'm asked you to expand a little bit you know your role you know primarily been pinch hitting dh right you've really been like in a coach a coaching stamp you know coaching role more or less a big a big brother role so in terms of leadership like mm-hmm. you know what how have you grown in the last couple of years and how as you as you transition to to this role um and really kind of been a, a leader and, and, and just being available when you're called upon
1: well obviously it's very different than you know starting and being a leader uh, because you can lead by example. It's, it's a lot easier to lead by example than uh, lead by, you know, verbally. But, you know, coming up, I had a lot of good veterans teach me when I was in Seattle, and then when I got to Baltimore, uh, we had some good veterans my first couple of years there, and I just learned how to just communicate with the players, you know. And, obviously, playing every day, I was able to just go out there and be like, look, he's hustling every day no matter what. I'm tired. It's hot. Right. We all know it.
0: But you, you still play by the example. game hard exactly yeah
1: now that i'm not i'm not playing as much pinch hitting sparing dh um it's more of remembering remembering how the game is still played Mm. and you know i'm trying to tell some of these young guys here that i get that you need to take a lot of you need to work first off you need to work but you don't need to overwork it's a sport when you overwork in a sport you tend to create bad habits so Mm. i've helped out a couple guys instead of taking a hundred swings 75 swings is okay, 50 swings is okay, especially as the season progresses. And I've just tried to just like, let them know that, look, okay, you're going through a slump. That's okay. You ain't the last person to go through a slump. You ain't gonna be the first, but you ain't the first or last person to go through a slump. You're You're gonna get out of this. How do you get out of it is try and figure out something different. Drop a bunt down. Don't be afraid, you know, if you still play the game, the game will reward you. And, you know, I just, confidence. You know, we have one guy, dude Sugimoto, who this year, I think he's going to win the MVP at 332, led the league in home runs, now 85, 90 RBIs, and he's 30 years old. This is his first season in his eight years of professional baseball doing good. All his other eight years combined aren't as good as this year. So, and I got with him, I got with him last year and I, you know, they always told me like, yeah, big power, but you know, we'll hit a home run and then won't, won't even foul a ball off for a month. Mm. And I got with him and, and just, just started to ask him, what was his problem? What was his mindset? What was he thinking? And he would say, if he swung out a bad pitch, you know, the coaches might look at him a certain way and he just, just shut down and all that. Cause it's such a perfectionist type of uh, culture here. And I said, bro, when you're in that batter's box, you swing out a first pitch. So what, if it's outside, if you it's, so what step back, take a deep breath, get back in there, and get you a pitch to hit. And, you know, it's the little things. I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel. I'm just trying to help these guys understand that this game is hard. But if you put in the time, the effort, and relax and try and calm yourself and it, it, it slow the game down, it'll it'll come to you. And, again, this year he's had – just, just his year has been phenomenal. He's the reason why we're in this situation, him and our starting pitcher Yamamoto and a couple other players, but with him – Having such a big year, I think he put us over the the threshold for a lot of different things, and it's because of confidence. And I, you know, every day I show up like with energy. I'm, I, and I get it. I'm not going to start. I'm not going to play. August asks me all the time, "Are you starting?" And I and it, it sucks every yeah. time I tell him no. But he's like, "Okay, well, who's playing?" And he gets he gets excited about the other guys, and yes. I just try. You know, I, I try to bring that positive energy, that cheerleader mindset. Yeah to to the clubhouse to the dugout every day to practice because you know you can help you don't always have to hit a home run to help the team you can push somebody and give them confidence and they hit the home run same thing if the goal is to win the game you try and help uh, everybody's mindset and that's been my role real really here and they've really really appreciated the front office has appreciated the staff has appreciated the coaches cuz I can be a prick if I wanted to i mean right. i'm older uh, I right. made some money. I'm making money. I yeah. yeah, I can be like, well, shit. I did all this here. I can. I should be able to to play. I should be. Usually, I should start every single day. But that's not me. Me. I'm like, okay. Hey, it's, again, it's understanding my body. If if I play two days in a row, Aldi's the one that's going to have to hear about it because I'm walking <laughs> in, walking, walking like Fred, like, like, like red red fox walking in. I'm like, man, I can't. <laughs> I ain't got not it. enough cold tub going to
0: help you, huh? Cold no, tub only so much.
1: Cold tub only do the surface. I need I need deep
0: man. deep down. Well, and, I'm gonna say, you know, man, you know I know we this is a podcast, but we're having a to talk too, man. I, you know I don't want this to be like a standard interview. You gotta give all the baseball answers, but I, I want to say I'm proud of you because I like that's I know that's gotta be hard. And I know we remember being at Kingdom Yards and like being at your last game. And I actually got a picture like you and Cedric Mullins and Paige is actually in the picture with like your mom, Cedric Mullins parents. Like it's like an amazing picture. And I told Paige, I showed it to. Her, it came up by, like one of the memories in my picture app and i was like yo like no one else is gonna have a picture with cedric mullins family adam your, your mom in, the, in this picture
1: right but
0: i remember that last game and being like man i wish like my kids and your kids could be older to remember those years but i'm also proud and i think it's probably going to be more impactful for august and axel to remember this year and say wow mm-hmm. dad didn't play but guess what dad went to work every day and dad contributed even though he wasn't playing so it, the example that it sets You'll always be able to go back on YouTube and wherever and see the old videos and see you in your prime, but to see that sure. example when it's hard because that to some extent when you're when you're a star when you're the all star when you're gold glove when you're in the middle of that that's that's easy right? Uh, but but what easy. you have to do this year and, and have some humility. So I'm pr- I'm proud of you, man. I know that's that has not Thank been you. That easy. Thank you. I know it helps to be winning because last year y'all were not winning, so going from worst to first I know right. it helps. But it's great to hear and have a little bit of insight into that into that impact. So that's the leadership piece. Now moving to legacy and talking about the, this time you, know, you had here in Baltimore, like what what do you you know want you know your legacy to be? You know, my dad and I have talked, you know, maybe one day Adam will get one of these statues or Orioles Hall of Fame and that'd be great to come back and, and celebrate remember that. You know, that's that's a part of it. But there's so many other things that we could talk about that you had an impact with Freddie Gray happened, all that stuff. Like have you have you had a chance to think about it all what in terms of baseball, what your legacy is it want you want it to be at least as a player? Because I know there may be some uh, part of you that you know will still be in baseball or attached to baseball beyond your playing days. But at least as a player, have you thought about what you think about in terms of what you might want your legacy to be?
1: It's a good question. I, I have in a way. I mean, I've, uh, obviously, as my career starts to, uh, I mean, hopefully, I still want to play. But as it, there's, there's the, the light is being shown at the end of the tunnel. <laughs>
0: right. I hear you. Uh,
1: it's 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 blinking. Like bring yeah, your ass. Yeah, okay.
0: You see. You can see um, the end. It, yeah.
1: I can see it, but it, it's you know I, my legacy. I think it's up to the it's up to the people. Um, hmm. I know one thing is every single day uh, I came to the park ready to play. Once I parked, I, once I parked my car, walked into that clubhouse, the light switched on. That you know, hey, it's it, I, I, it's time for me to be here for every single person in this clubhouse. All my teammates, push them, make them better, but lead by example. Uh, coaches push the coaches because it's a team effort you know push our pr our marketing everybody they're all a part of our success and uh, i think that when it comes to legacy it's just it's just that i showed up every single day ready to go if i was in pain everybody's in pain something right. no no one no one's feeling good every somebody's shoulder hurts somebody wrist or knee or back or ankles hips feet something on somebody is is bothering them maybe they got family issues going on maybe they go sick parents or um kids homeschool uh, home from school because they're sick there's so many different variables right and same thing you know my kids got sick too just like every other kid and you know i still had to go to work still had to show up and still had to uh play hard every day and that i think that's my legacy fans appreciate uh effort and coming to baltimore it was definitely a change from seattle's area where you know it's like we want to win. We also want to go skiing and go fishing. <laughs> um, come coming to coming to Baltimore, it's like, hey, I need you to play hard. I, and again, the results. Everybody, sports are results based. If you you can play as hard as you want, if you ain't, if you ain't good, no one gives a damn. Right? Uh, they can say, oh, he, he he played hard. So what? Play hard in AAA or A AA or play hard at home. Um, <laughs> but I just I, I think my ta- I just let my talent flow, and I just played hard every single day and I I was able to reap some awards but I think I was able the biggest thing was changing the culture of the Orioles organization from just getting your ass kicked from Fenway South right uh, yeah Yankee Stadium Yankee Stadium South no I brought back the camp me myself and uh, my teammates we brought back Camden Yards okay and Oriole park at Camden Yards, it ain't just like oh this is finway south now yankee fans Sox fans when y'all come to town y'all got to get your asses out because our fans is coming in okay right. we, we, we start we stack in the yard now and that five-year run from 12 to 16 that we had was really special because we turned from losers to winners and teams did not want to face us anymore they were like damn my first couple of years there they're like oh i'm about to go you right. go to ball you could face an orioles that's where your average goes up that's when people have that it went player of the weeks. Um, <laughs> then the, that during that span, players, pitchers didn't want to face us because they, they knew that we going to put up some runs against them. And, yeah. you know, it was just, it was a fun time, but you know, every day myself, you know, and I learned from our He's he was one of my, my best friends in the game and, and just a guy that I looked up to on an everyday basis. He just showed up and played hard. And if he can do it, then I can do it. Then JJ Hardy can do it. Then Manny can do it. When scope can do it. Then weeders can do it. Davis. Like we all, We all just it's kind of like we just fell in line and fell in love with our goal. And our goal was to play hard and win at the end of the game. And as you've seen, we played our asses off. We dove, we you know, we did scratch claw we did everything. We weren't the most talented team in the league. You know, Mm -hmm. you had other teams with tremendous talent, um, but or the biggest payroll. But we somehow found it in ourselves that look at we can play with these guys, we're in the major leagues, we can play with these guys now. We have to do things differently. We can't just out slug. We can't just out pitch. We have to or outrun. We have to yeah. do it collectively yeah, you guys really had a team and piece game. it together. Yeah, you had team
0: game. Yeah, yeah. and it worked. It worked for us. And, and the defense was amazing. I mean, Jay, you know, you JJ Manny, you know, scope up the middle, man. Like in Weiders, yeah. Man. I mean, it, it was many a night was fun to watch out there. And I, I certainly exactly. have a lot of memories from those five years. And I don't know when I'll get more, you know, memories like that at Camden Yards ever again. But but I'll certainly always have those. So, sure. so in the so leadership legacy and, and now love. So, you know, besides baseball, you know, what do you love to do? Have, you know, what do, what do you now? I don't necessarily want to say, you know, what do you love to do? And that's what you're going to do when you when you retire as a player. But, you know, is there, is there something you love? Maybe there's not. But is there something you love?
1: Family, obviously, traveling,
0: Okay. Um, eating, eating, we know that stay hungry. <laughs> Is a tailgate coming uh, back? By the way, I mean, I saw you talking online. I mean, I'm ready. Yeah, to I, a, we're we're, sort we're of trying cloud. to figure out something out here in Baltimore.
1: We're trying to figure out something right now okay. to uh to, to come back. We have a date in mind okay. in, uh, um, you know, in January, and you know, obviously, and tie that into coming back and hanging around with the family because we haven't really seen you guys for during two years being out right. here in Japan, right? Um. So and what I love to do, I love to, I just love to travel. And, you know, baseball has afforded me a way to be able to travel. Obviously, I already just started access Travel. Yeah. So fine, it's too. like hand, <laughs> hand in hand. Yeah, it's like, okay, well, mm-hmm. people will pay for her to go travel. I'm, I'm, I'll tag along. I don't care. Right, you know, I'll pay care for myself. Back, just, I only pay one ticket now. If it's just me and her I only got to pay for one ticket instead of two, that's fine for me. I'm okay with that. Or pay for three instead of four. Hey, anything that gets a discount, I'm okay with. And I just think that uh, with what she's doing, you know, it's the transition of she's sacrificed so much for my career with raising kids and, you know, doing all the dirty work for the family, which uh, the good wives do. Um, it's going to be, when I'm done playing, it's going to be my turn. She's going to, there's going to be times where she has to go visit places out of the country. I'm going to be a little jealous. And you know, go eat at these fancy restaurants with these with, with her colleagues and stuff like that. But she deserves it. And, you know, me, I'm come, I'll am just gonna be home with the kids or if I'm not traveling with her.
0: You can always but, drop uh, the kids it, off. Yeah. I mean, you drop off a couple hundred dollars, a few hundred dollar bills. Go, but,
1: <laughs> oh, man.
0: You know, Ooh, hungry boys. But, but, you know, you know, my wife can throw down in the kitchen, so they'll be all right. You know, but you can drop sure. you coming through this way. You drop them off, man. And
1: we'll have,
0: we'll have fun. So, yeah, man. Uh, AxisTravel.com. So great man, well, thanks for coming yeah. on. And um, no, this might air uh after you win the uh, Japan series, so I might need you to send me a, another quick audio update that I can, ta- okay. I can tag this interview, this conversation with, and, and just you know talk about a little bit how that series turned out, man. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing you in about a month's time, or by the time yeah. airs, it actually might be a week's time, my- <laughs> we'll, we'll see. I'll let you know when I decide to drop this, but either way, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see you soon, and it'd be exciting to know you might be out here in the dmv in baltimore uh in january that'd be fun and, and yeah, you never know if to, to, i told you I've, th- I've had the chance to do some work with the boys and girls club and make some good relationships there so if you're coming back and supporting them or if you're supporting the Wild, whatever you're supporting in baltimore with youth man you know we need it and uh you know people will show up and show out for another tailgate it might be kind of cold but we'll we'll put our jackets on and, and drink and drink some warm beverages
1: <laughs> exactly that's why they make that's what they make. Uh where they make wool and all them heavy coats. Time to put them on. Beanie. You need a beanie, too, that head. Yeah, go.
0: Oh, yeah. I got to cover the head. I got to cover the head. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. All right, Joseph. Thanks for coming on, man. Anytime, brother. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode. Again, we were recording with Adam all the way out in Japan. Had to do a little bit of editing in there. I hope it um, all came together and sounded good. So um, definitely want to encourage you to check out my boy's podcast, Heckle D's. My brother Reg uh, and him started this podcast when they were uh, stuck in Japan at the beginning of COVID in 2020 and they've kept it going. And, uh, and they recorded an episode that came out about a week and a half ago. So, you know, a di- little bit different flavor conversation, but, you know, my my brother and I definitely keep the tradition going in, in our family my father having been in radio and on television so it's great to hear that voice so definitely a little bit different interview with little brother than interviewing with me with big being big brother but nonetheless if you want to know more about uh, adam's experience in japan as he wrapped up his time in the, uh, japan series and uh, adam previews a little bit about about what uh, his future might be looking like um go ahead and check out heckle d's wherever you get your podcast you'll enjoy that interview uh, a little bit not as family oriented on that on that channel so keep that in mind but nonetheless again thanks for listening to leadership legacy and love We're going to be back in this space uh very soon with a special episode reviewing uh the life and tribute to colin powell yes my family uh was blessed to have crossed paths with colin powell i have yeah. two very special anecdotes as well and i'm recording today with my daughter natalie so leadership legacy and love she's watching me put in the work say hi Nat. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll be back in this space soon. God bless.